Episode 113, 2023 NFL Combine Review. Coach and I soaked up all the info and happenings over the week there in Indianapolis. We were supposed to be there. It didn't work out. But here we have an in-depth review for you guys. Coach, how are we doing this afternoon on a Monday? We're doing good. It is a uh, beautiful day here in the Missouri area. We've had some crappy weather, so it is nice to uh, nice to have some sunshine. It's about 70 here, so it's, it's actually... Perfect. Oh, perfect. Not necessarily like football weather, but it's good. Finally, like it's almost spring weather, so I can't yeah. complain. It's about 50 degrees here on the East Coast, so I'll, I'll work with it. That, yeah, that could be your football weather. Yeah, and I will yeah, say exactly. this. Yeah, and you know, we like I said, we we had some uh, hopes and, and dreams of, of being at the uh, Combine this year. Hopefully, it's something we can work out next year. We do, you know, we got credentialed and everything like that. And yep, as you said, just... we would have been on the field, so not not a big deal. We weren't there and didn't get to see the future NFL stars. But uh, again, there's there's we'll always, see them next month. It's like we'll you see. know, it's like it's the Raiders' motto, man. There's always next year, and that's what we'll have to use for the um, the the combine. There's always next year, and uh, just win, baby, right? So um, there we go. Th- things and... that are not necessarily common with the uh, Raiders, but I'm gonna stop talking trash. So. Oh, fair enough. But uh, on on that note, we did just get a, a little bit of breaking news that Frank Clark will be cut by the Kansas City Chiefs, failing to rework a deal. So no tag for Orlando Brown, and Frank Clark is going to get cut. Yeah, it su- sucks that uh, you know the shark has to leave. But you know, t- two uh, two Super Bowls, you know, was key and so just clutch in both playoff runs. Um, I hope maybe something can get worked out. I don't know. Uh, but if not, you know, salute to Frank Clark, and he has been so um, so important to us the last couple of years, especially come playoff time, that he will be missed. And you know, before we get into the combine, and I'm gonna we you know we usually try and do a little game planning before the um, before we before we get on here and talk. But you know, the just the the trade rumors like this is you know we're just starting the offseason, but you know Jalen Ramsey supposedly supposed to get traded, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, uh, got a couple cuts, and then you know your your boy just uh, he just signed with somebody, right? How you feeling about that? Oh yes, yeah, we didn't bring that up. Yeah, Derek Carr's a saint. Uh, Coach and I talked a little bit uh, before the show started. Uh, I was kind of hoping that one of the teams ahead of the Raiders in the draft would be the ones to take him, whether that be the Texans or the Colts or maybe a team that might jump us. The Panthers would have taken him, but it sounds like he wasn't down to wait out. Um, Aaron Rodgers to make his long awaited yearly decision. And uh, the Jets were kind of had him on a little uh, pogo stick there. Not really, or no, what is it? A seesaw. Seesaw. There you go. Up and down, up and down. Um, he wanted a commitment and he got it from the Saints. So he reunites with Dennis Allen, his first, you know, his first NFL head coach. Hopefully, Dennis doesn't get fired again halfway through the season. But uh, Carr gets $100 million guaranteed, four year deal, $37.5 million a year. Reasonable. He's going to give the Saints some cap room to work with and he's in a dome because we know Derek doesn't like the cold, cold weather. weather and and far and away becomes the best quarterback in that division um, absolutely and, and I'll say this like who's ever running the Saints cap needs to just run the United States government and how we yep. spend money and whatnot because how they're able to even afford that is I have no idea it's beyond me it's uh every it's year we're like they're cap. they're done they're done they're done and Apparently they find a way to figure it out and they, they just find a way. And that's, and that's, and that's the, that's the thing about the saints. They find a way the saints go marching in. Exactly. But well, we, let's talk uh, combine, man. Let's yeah. Talk so the, the Derek Carr era, you know, he was 
you know, he's released, all that. Uh, it's officially closed now. He's on another team. I don't want to hear it. So we're looking forward to seeing who the Q rep quarterback for the future is. But uh, we're going to start with – we're going to break this down with three winners, three losers that, you know, Coach and I each observed. Uh, we had picked a bunch of players we thought needed to have a good combine. Most of them did. A couple of them didn't. And then we're going to go with whatever player uh, got us most excited. And it is a player relevant to the future of our respective teams. So, um, yeah, we're going to go from there. So I'm going to lead us off with my three winners. This My notes were a mess leading up to this. Uh, I'm going to start with Darnell Washington, Georgia tight end. He's 6'7", 264 pounds. He ran a 4.64. His sled drills, his on-field passing drills, um, the one-handed catch, he just really put on a show. And with another big tight end who we'll talk about later, Mr. Meyer, they're kind of dropping down. I heard, uh, I think it was Rhett Lewis on Move the Sticks that he would take Darnell Washington over Michael Meyer. And that's crazy how a season's worth of tape can kind of be, I won't say erased because Washington is, is is elite as far as tight ends go, but Meyer has been the favorite leading up to this. Um, Georgia in general put on a very, very strong showing of this combine. I mean, with one of the best defensive units in their school's history, you kind of expected that. But besides uh, the slip up from one of their D tackles, they, they looked pretty good. So Darnell Washington, that's my first winner. He's moved up. Yeah. You already hear that on, on a mainstream draft show. They're talking about taking him as the first tight end overall. Whether that means first round, who knows, but we'll see. He moved up. Next is kind of a surprising one, but you'll see him on all the all the articles about the winners. Uh, Kalijah Kansi, defensive tackle from uh, Pitt. So he didn't participate in any of the on-field drills. He pretty much just did, you know, kind of the, uh, you know, the measurements. Um, but what really made him go up was the 40 you know, he's a bit of considered an undersized D tackle, still very explosive, great tape. And by shorter, you know, he's six, six, one. Um, but he ran a four, six, seven. So faster than Aaron Donald, who obviously is the gold standard for defensive tackles. And uh see's tape is good enough that really him sitting out those positional drills, which was in part due to an existing shoulder injury um, was enough to just make him kind of the talk of the town. So you've got, he really only participated in, in the, you know, the, um, the measurables and things of that nature, but really just a fast 40 and he has an existing injury still has everyone talking about him shooting up draft boards, uh, on the defensive tackle side of things. So Kalijah Kansi, he's kind of one of the more underrated guys, but he is definitely shooting up there, breaking Aaron Donald's 40 record. The last one is arguably the best linebacker. I think in the draft, Trenton Simpson from Clemson, uh, fantastic tape, smooth, great tackler, he can drop into coverage. He can cover the slot. He can cover tight ends. Um, and he ran a 4-4-3-40, which is the second fastest linebacker time recorded. So he may have the second fastest time, but he is the number one linebacker. And I expect he'll go in the first round. I'm going to say probably between 15 and 25. Um, but he's going to be a playmaker for sure. So those are my three winners, really. Donald Washington, Kalijah Kansi, and Trenton Simpson. So linebacker, defensive tackle, tight end. And there were a lot of others that we wanted to talk about or I wanted to talk about specifically, but Coach is going to cover a few others. Um, those are my thoughts. I don't know if you disagreed with any of those. or No, I think those are all good. Um, but then, let, you know, let's also remember with, you know, the uh, the combine. These, it's all, you know, it's, it's like uh, it's like a uh, more prestigious, like, gym class, man. Everyone's running in shorts. You know, it's, 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 all, it's all for show, right? But right. nonetheless, you can definitely kind of – see people's athleticism shine and whatnot. So, I mean, but 
it's fun. It's fun to see. So I got a couple guys and I got two guys from the same school. This is a school that produces very, there's not many guys that come out of this school that are not solid NFL players. Okay. And that's the university of Iowa. Okay. I'm in the Midwest now. So uh, sure. my Midwest school would be the university of Iowa. I love, uh, love a Hawkeye wrestling and I, I enjoy their football as well. All right. So number one, I got Jack Campbell linebacker out of Iowa. Um, you know, if you watch big 10 football, it's all about, you know, it's pretty much about a run game and you know, hitting someone in the mouth. The only my run game that probably doesn't necessarily apply to the big 10 or in the big 10 is Ohio state. Cause they have, you know, clearly amazing wide receivers and stuff. So they, they switch it up. But anyways, back to Jack Campbell. Um, you know, he comes in at like six foot five, 249 pounds. Uh, he ran a four, six, five, four, six, five, 40 yard dash. So pretty fast. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got a 35 inch, uh, vert and, uh, he left 10, 10 feet, eight inches on his project. Right. Those are all numbers that are just like, okay, cool. But He's a good coverage linebacker. He's going to hit you in the mouth. Um, is he going to be a first rounder? I don't know. He's probably going to be a really solid second day pick. Um, and uh, I, I just, I like the tenacity that he brings. Um, obviously, tenacity is not something that's necessarily tested um, at the uh, combine. But he reminds me of a Nick Bolton, and we all know how great Nick Bolton is. So um, I will say Jack Campbell surprised me. I think he surprised a lot of people. I think he's just kind of. Um, someone that goes unnoticed, but, you know, showed up and did his work at the combine and, and got noticed. Um, secondly, we will go with Nolan Smith, who uh, just absolutely killed it. His, uh, his first day, I think it was, I think the DNC first line, day, first oh, day, was, you know, yeah, he blew everybody the away. Yep. you know, he ran a four, three, nine, 40, um, jumped 41 and a half inches and then had a 10 foot eight uh, broad jump. So he was, he was a stud. Um, he's a little bit undersized. And I think a team that drafts him, um, can't rely on him to necessarily be their number one guy, but he's someone that you can put into certain um, defensive schemes that will wreak havoc and be a very good player for you. Um, I think his numbers and whatnot that he did might make him uh, go up draft boards a little bit um, more than maybe he should. But again, athleticism plays and uh, they people like guys that run really fast and uh, can jump and all that other good stuff. So he will be someone that I think will probably get drafted a little bit higher than he should, but um, nonetheless be uh, very solid. So my third guy is another guy, individual from the University of Iowa. Um, Iowa has produced, you know, between TJ Hawkinson and George Kittle, two top 10 tight ends in the league right now, right? No one's Absolutely. top Travis Kelsey, University of Cincinnati, but we're not talking about Travis. I have to talk about Travis at least one time. You Absolutely. do. Killed yeah, it you on do. the Saturday Night Live, too. He did kill Man, it. And Beautiful just keeps on rocking. Back Sam, to Iowa. All right. Back to Iowa. Sorry. Back to Iowa. So yeah. Sam okay. Laporta, four-year start at Iowa, has been the, you know, the definition of consistency. Iowa's got literally no offense. They had a terrible QB, um, but Sam Laporta still put up numbers. Uh, he was probably about the third most athletic tight end, I think, at the um, at the combine. Obviously, you have Darnell Washington, who's just a freak, um, and someone that I would absolutely love Kansas City to get, um, just to have him and Some Travis Kelsey target. there. Massive target, massive targets. It's it's crazy, dude. Like when you think about it, like these guys are so big, they're so strong, they're so fast, 
and they were like that in high school. Like where we went to high school, dude, like I know you had someone uh, on uh, your high school that ended up making it into the league and was played high level college football. We didn't, but you just see these guys in high school and it's just crazy. You know, Darnell Washington was that big and that fast and all that in high school. Can you imagine someone like that just going up against it's a, it's an absolute, it must've been a joke. It, really it must've been, been a joke. You know, it's like, you see these and you see like high school pictures of like, um, what's his like DK Metcalf. And you look at like, yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, God, who's the DN from, uh, the, uh, the Browns. Why am I blanking on his name? Right. Miles now? Garrett, Miles Garrett. Like I seen a yeah. picture of him in high school. It's just like a man, it, the yeah. man, it's a man, it's a man child. So Sam Laporte, I'm figuring he's going to do good things. He's again, my, some of my picks minus, Nolan Smith are going to be guys that are going to be day two picks, second, third round. Yeah, but, but they may have been, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth originally. And, it might, and even yeah. if they were fourth or fifth round, you know, like Hawkinson was a top 10 pick. You know, George Kittle was, a, I think, a second or a third round pick. So these guys can fall. They will make a difference. They will be consistent pros in the in the NFL. All these guys, uh, you know, probably have five to 10 year careers at least. That's how Iowa guys work. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I try to go off the little beaten path and the, the normal ones, and I'm looking forward to talking about my losers because one of them is going to blow your mind. Well, looking forward to that. Uh, well, I'll get through my losers pretty quick then. Uh, I respect your picks a little more than mine. Mine were like basically all easy first or second round guys. You kind of picked a few diamonds in the rough that maybe people didn't hear as much about but have elevated their draft stock um, substantially just with a one-day workout, really. And this league is all about recency bias. Same reason why people are saying that, you know, Jamar Chase is better than Calvin Johnson within a couple of years. Like they, it's just whatever they see recently, that's what's fresh in their mind. That's what they go with. So get as fresh in the scouts, the front office, everyone's mind, and you can shoot up boards. So let's unfortunately go to the losers. I know it's mean. I'll just say three guys, three slash four that didn't help their draft stock. So, as coach, you know from our talks in the past, I'm not the biggest fan of the smaller wide receiver. Tank Dell, great name. He's supposedly tough as nails, hence the nickname. Um, but he's five foot eight. He's 165. For being that uh, diminutive, he ran a 4.49, which is still fast. But they expected closer to a 4.4 even, or, or maybe even under that for someone with those measurables. So just kind of smaller receiver in general uh, he is you know he he does have some burst and explosiveness in his game but just with what everyone saw on the field it didn't look great he was also the fifth worst broad jump he fell on some speed outs uh, his hands weren't great in his route running like I know some of it depends on what quarterback are throwing you during those on-field drills but he just did not look good and and I don't know if it's a lack of preparation or just the moment's too big and I know they say oh these guys have been up all night and they're doing this and doing that like we all have jobs to do. We all have schedules and we all have to deal with long days. So these guys are elite athletes and this is what they train their bodies for. So I'm not going to use the long day really as an excuse tank Dell. And just as a asterisk to tank Dell, Kayshawn Butte, if I'm even saying his name right from LSU, who I recall one to two years ago was talked about being, Oh, this guy's going to be the number one receiver in the draft easily when, when he's eligible. People are talking about him being like a fifth round pick now. Uh, he didn't run fast. He didn't look great. He didn't look sharp. He didn't look explosive. Like his drop off is just huge compared to how productive he was uh, his, his rookie season. And his off the field issues. And it's just right. His, he's going to have to interview very well to not be, like you said, drop dramatically. His and I think we would have, right. But I think we would have heard, you know, if his interviews had gone well, like they're already 
crowning Anthony Richardson for his saying that he had the most interesting interviews. Him and Pete Carroll supposedly gelled a lot with the Seahawks. We'll get into that later. So Tank Dell, Keishon Vue, two smaller receivers that didn't do themselves any favors. Next, probably the most obvious one, but people aren't talking about it, uh, Jalen Carter, who's essentially arrested during the combine. So, of course, conveniently, the news broke uh, during their first media day. Uh, that he had an active warrant for the um, crash that happened in January. One of his teammates was killed. So he leaves the combine, has the warrant served back home in uh, Athens, Georgia, and then comes back to the combine to continue. He's already not participating in any drills, which isn't um, unheard of for kind of the elite players that don't think they have much to prove and don't want to. At that point, they could only really slip in the draft. Um, but now he obviously is probably going to take a slip um with the, the arrest you know he's obviously not going to fall out of the first round i think someone will take a flyer on him but it's just a messy start raiders can't take him we cannot have two players that are linked to fatal crashes so he he will not be a raider i'm just going to put that out there if he is i'm wrong whatever but that's my take so i think people are kind of overlooking that then you have nolan smith another georgia defensive lineman who's you know crushing his 40 so that's the georgia guys that people are going to think about um you know they're not going to be Jalen Carter's, you know, it's kind of a, a worst case scenario, really, besides that offensive lineman that tore his ACL, who I feel bad for. Um, so Jalen Carter, my second loser. Last, uh, Devin Witherspoon, Devon Witherspoon, the cornerback. Uh, his measurements weren't great. He had a hamstring issue, so he didn't really participate. So he was arguably him or Christian Gonzalez could have been the one or two uh, cornerbacks to go in the beginning of the first Christian Gonzalez just absolutely killed it. Kind of reminds me of, um, I know it's just because his name's Christian, but Christian Watson, who just physically performed at a high level on everything. Christian Gonzalez did the same thing. Clear-cut first corner to go off the board, I think. Devin Weatherspoon just falling off. And already, if they have concerns about his athleticism, now you add a hamstring injury to it that they didn't know about or hadn't surfaced till recently. So Witherspoon um, dropping a bit down there, too. So those are my three. Um, Tank Dell with Keishon Butte as the asterisk, Jalen Carter, obvious, and Devin Witherspoon just kind of didn't, you know, didn't uh, reach the potential we thought we would see during his testing period. Coach, any okay. disagreements, any alibis? Are you ready to roll with yours? I'm ready to roll with mine. I think yours were good. I yeah, want you to save like your big one for the end. Save your big that one for was, the end. That was my next one. Um, yep, save it for the end because it's, okay, it's going to so rock people's First, world. I'm going to stick with one of mine that I thought was going to be a standout that wasn't. That's Michael Meyer from uh, the University of Notre Dame. Um, you know, coming into the combine, he was like really the consensus, like number one tight end, the guy who um, most people thought was only necessarily like first round lock and potentially a top 15 pick. Um, you know, he came in 15 pounds under his playing weight. He ran like a four seven forty, which isn't bad if you're at like two sixty five. But he ran that at like two forty nine, so that's not ideal for him. Just some of his athletic measurements um, wasn't as great as people thought. Obviously, you got to watch the film. He was a key part of that Notre Dame offense, you know. Uh, so you got to not take all this combine stuff to the uh, too much to heart, but. It still matters. Um, so, again, something like that might – he's going to probably fall a little bit, and some team will grab him, and um, it'll, you know, be a good pick, I think. I, you know, his, I'm sure I'll have a good pro day. He just 
who knows necessarily what happens, but you know, that dude gives a good interview. He's going to be a solid pro, but he just didn't athletically show up as well as people thought. Now, my second one is uh, somebody that I'm rooting for uh, with all I got. He is a, uh, he's an Academy guy. So he's an army guy. Um, that's, that's Andre Carter, Ed Rusher, you know, coach being a former, uh, uh, army guy himself didn't go to obviously the, the college. Cause I am not smart enough to do that, but I was a <laughs> dumb grunt. I was an infantryman. So, um, I will take that. He just didn't athletically, uh, perform that well. He had like a 30 inch vertical jump, um, a nine foot one broad jump. So athletic wise, that is at the bottom level. I think of, uh, some of the DNs, especially with some of the guys I talked about before, almost, you know, jumping a foot more than him. Um, so I think that hurt his draft stock a little bit. Uh, I've heard some things. I've seen some mock drafts, actually Andre Carter going to the chiefs at the end of the first round, which again, I'm not completely opposed to, but maybe he drops a little bit to the second round or whatnot. Um, obviously the chiefs now have to uh, find someone to replace Frank Clark. So who knows, maybe Andre Carter is still an option, but he just athletically didn't show up as well as he should have. But again, you got to watch the tape. Obviously, Army, the academies are not necessarily playing the most elite teams on a weekly basis like a, a Georgia is, but still, you got to you gotta watch the tape. Now, for this. This is my um, loser that most people will be like, Coach, what did you smoke before you did this uh, podcast? And, you know, I, I was, you know, I was kind of reading over some other people's opinions on um, winners and losers. And there's a gentleman from OutKick who had, you know, had said this and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Like this makes a lot of sense. So you agree with it is what you're saying. I agree with it. I agree agree with with it. it. All Um, right, let's hear it. Anthony Richardson is a loser, is a loser in this, in this sense, because he is immensely talented athletically. You know, he comes in at like six, five, six, four, two forty. You know, he's built like Cam Newton can run. He can throw the ball. Uh, his athletic ability is off the charts. Charts. Jamarcus Russell, athletic ability was off the charts, and I was listening. It to was JT the Brick, one of the goats in uh, <clears throat> in sports radio. Who I've listened to my pretty much my entire adult life. When I, you know, I've talked about JT the Brick before and how I used to listen to him and stuff before I went to sleep and whatnot, just because I love listening to sports radio. And him being a Raider guy and insider. He was saying that like at least 10 other teams in that same year that DeMarcus got drafted would have drafted him at number two, would have traded up, would have done anything to get him because he's just such an athletic freak. And if we can get that athletic ability on par with what the head game of the NFL is, then you've got yourself a gem because, you know, there's only a handful of people, obviously maybe more than a handful, but, you know, God only blesses so many with that much athletic ability and talent. Right. Um, but between the ears, you have to be on another level. And, uh, you know, some some games at Florida, Richardson, you watch him and you're just like, this guy's the number one pick in the draft. And then other times you're just like, this dude doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. So uh, obviously Richardson has to go to a place where uh, he doesn't necessarily – shouldn't necessarily be expected to start day one. Um, he needs to have a good coach, good offensive minded coach that can get through to him. I know he had some good interviews and a Pete Carroll makes sense. Um, and obviously the, um, the Seahawks have a top 10 pick. 
courtesy of the uh, Denver Broncos. So we'll see what happens with that. But I just think with how well he showed up at the, at the uh, combine and his athletic numbers, he's going to get drafted higher than what he should. And like we talked about before, I don't know if we necessarily talked about this before. I think we did was, is that he had a literally had a, uh, had a grade of like anywhere between the first and fourth round. It was just such a disparity between a lot of GMs and that might've changed just because of his combine numbers at the, uh, at the, you know, now with his combine numbers coming out draft wise, it might've changed that. But I think that he has to get put in the right situation um, he has to have the right amount of talent around him um, because his athletic abilities off the charts, but I don't know in between the years if he's ready yet. Um, and, so is he know, a loser because he's setting himself up maybe for a situation yeah, he's not I, ready for? Yeah. We don't it, think it, he's a loser it, athletically or no, as a guy. Loser, We're not saying he's dumb. None of that. Loser. I don't, you know, we got to, Google adjectives for, you know, loser, because it's, I don't think any of these guys are losers. All these dudes are going to get drafted in the NFL. Right. Um, but he did so well <laughs> athletically and at the combine that he, I think expectations have now gotten higher and I don't know if he'll be able to reach them. And that's just a lot of pressure for one man to carry. So, so maybe set himself up kind of for unrealistic expectations that are going to be drawn up because the AR 15 uh, rocket has taken off (laughs) and um, you know, and personally, I think he's, he's very extremely intriguing, but I've seen Jamarcus Russell my lifetime. I've seen Terrell Pryor. I see similarities with both. Um, Not with the off field stuff with, with uh, Jamarcus Russell, I'm not saying anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I hope the Raiders avoid this one, to be honest, because we don't need developmental. We need to win now. So agreed. We got to fend off Patty Mahomes and Justin Herbert for the next decade. So uh, yeah, we need someone to help us out with that. So um, I'm inclined to agree with you. I mean, so he personally, he killed he killed the combine. It was like a you know, it was just like a walk in the park for him. He and he looked great. But same thing, you still saw a little bit of accuracy issues, kind of outside the numbers. You know, middle of the field. On the run, he looked fine, but uh, accuracy is still going to be a concern. Basically, the comment just verified, I think, what we thought, is that he's an athletic freak, and he's got a cannon for an arm. Does he have the most accurate uh, arm in the, in the draft? No, he doesn't. Um, and we'll talk about that later. But I'm inclined to agree with you, Coach. I think it's a good one. Those are yeah. our uh, yeah, those are our six winners. Six quote-unquote losers are just people that didn't help themselves out. And then very quickly, we're not going to break them all down, but before the draft, I mean, before the combine, Coach and I talked about five players uh, who we thought kind of need to have a good draft to elevate or good combine. See, I got draft in my mind. I'm so excited. Uh, Who need a good combine to kind of boost their stock and one who we thought was going to have a big day. The one who thought would have a big day was uh, Michael Meyer. So obviously, Coach already explained that one. Didn't really pan out. His tape still tells the real story, I think, so he's going to be fine. But he yeah, didn't. He certainly didn't elevate his position this weekend. I think he kind of stayed stagnant. Three guys who, well, we'll say four guys that did kind of raise their value. Zay Flowers, uh, coach had picked this one. BC wide receiver, good ball skills, looked solid. Ran a four four two forty. Great. Anthony Richardson. We talked about that one. Up and down on how helpful or how not helpful that's going to be for him in the long term. Jameer Gibbs, running back from 
uh, Alabama, extremely explosive, great pass catching, ran a 4-3-6, so just a, a missile. Um, he's only overshadowed because of Bijan Robinson. If Robinson was not the freak that he is, I think Jameer Gibbs would be the first first pick in the as far as a running back. He'd be the first running back off the board for sure. But I'm still very much intrigued by him. Obviously, I like Alabama running backs. Just Jacobs, what up? Um, and then Keely Ringo, who I would say is the one that disappointed the most out of that group. He did run a 4-3-6-40. He did not look very explosive or fluid on the field. Hips looked a little bit tight. Dropped a couple passes coming his way. So I think he is better than that, but you got to perform on all stages. He didn't perform at the Combine. Oh, and then Kyle Van Ness, um, he looked good for four, five, eight, forty. So he he went up a little bit. You know, he's just they want to see if he can develop into a, a good, solid, all around pass rusher, and I, I think he will. Um, he seemed to have kind of a limited amount of pass rush moves, but I think he's going to go up, especially with these comps to him being the next, well, not the next JJ Watt, but similar college production as JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were pretty much on the money or at least those guys paid attention about four of the five of them did. Yeah. Um, but let's go with, so we're each going to, as we close out, we're going to each pick one player that excited us the most in the combine um, in kind of direct relation to our teams. Coach, do you want to go first or do you want to back cleanup? Uh, I'll back cleanup. Okay. So I'm going to go with Ohio state CJ Stroud. I've been ranting and raving about Bryce young, but here's that recency bias. The only thing I saw from Bryce young was some good interviews some very thick shoes and that he punched in at 510 and he was like 204 pounds, which we know that he's going to lose 10 pounds of that on his flight back um, to Alabama from Indianapolis. And he did not participate in any drills, et cetera. So um, his pro day should be interesting. That could put his name back in the, I mean, he's the number one pick overall anyways, but for me personally, I really wanted to just, I wanted to see something. So I, what I saw was CJ Stroud, who handled himself well in the interviews. His first interview was with the Raiders. So here's my excitement about it. He said it went really well. The conversation sounded good. Josh McDaniels made a few comments about a young quarterback leading the Raiders to the future. So that makes me think we may go to the draft. Um, And CJ just looked extremely efficient, extremely calm, smooth. Um, Whether it was a, you know, a a bomb, a 60 yard throw or a little 15 15 yard slant out route, whatever it is, he looked good in everything. So just a very smooth, natural pocket passer. I want him kind of like Carr. He can be athletic. I'd like to see him use his legs more. And that was a question that um, McDaniels and crew asked him. He said, yes, I can be an athlete. I can do these things for you guys. And uh, I think McDaniels wants to stretch that field a little more vertically and CJ Stroud would be a great fit for that. So I'm very much excited about CJ Stroud. I'm all on that bandwagon now. Let's get number seven in the building with pick number seven. Ooh, you like that? There you go. Yeah, so for me, I have a couple. And couple? One of them, I have a couple. I have a you couple have guys. See, like, I want to go back to Michael Meyer um, because yeah. I know I put him as a loser in the combine, but I think he could possibly drop the KC and him getting under the tutelage of, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's 33. I don't necessarily see him slowing down for a little bit, but having him there, having a tight end room of like him, Fortson and uh, Noah Gray would be awesome. Um, and he's like an heir apparent. It makes sense. And apparent, I, yeah. Obviously, Pat Mahomes likes his big tight end, so let's yeah, get him another you know, stud. I, I, I think Jackson Smith and – how do you say his last Jackson name? Jackson Smith in Jigba. In Jigba. In Jigba. Um, in Jigba. I was going to say that wrong. 
Um, and uh, I think I, I don't know it. Like he's probably played himself in the top fifteen. Um, obviously, like we got like Quentin Johnson, who's probably the number one guy from TCU. It's tough, man. P- picking at the end of the first round, you know, the Chiefs, you know, the, the drafts in KC. So are they going to trade up? Are they going to? Who knows what's going to happen? With the, I love B. I love B. John Robinson and Isaiah Pacheco together. I mean, that would because Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out. B. John yeah, Robinson. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out. So I think another I another running back in the first round. Although at that pick, it's basically like a second round. Pick. It, it, Jamar Gibbs. I mean, is is that he's 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 it seems like he's a better version of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But you know, it's it's tough to. Tough to tough to tell right now, but um, I like Michael Meyer. So as, as crazy as that sounds, he's a loser, but I also think that he could drop to KC, and that'd be something that someone that they love to pick up. And you know, Fred Feach is is a uh, is a wizard at drafting. So I'm just gonna sit back and hit relax and uh, see what happens. We have a interesting couple months ahead of us for sure. So we are going to the draft. So right now, though, pick pick one. You and I are at the draft. We're going for day one. Yes. I want to sit there and watch C.J. Stroud walk across that stage. I, I want Michael Meyer to. You want Michael across. Meyer? I want Michael Meyer over B. B. John Robinson. Are they? Oh God, well, I don't think B. John <laughs> lasts. Why are you doing this to me, man? Bijan, B. John Robinson, because he's just he, he, B. John Robinson, and that's no offense to Michael Meyer, but B. John Robinson can is so good at catching the ball out of the backfield too that, yep. and with Patrick Mahomes and Pacheco, it would be disgusting. Yeah, so I'd have John. to take a look at his measurables again. I mean, he definitely reminds me of um, of Saquon. Yes, but almost he's Ladanian Tomlinson esque too because he looks bigger, I think, than Saquon. Let me look, look that up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you're going to put it on on Bijan? I saw a lot of Chiefs fans that say they don't want another running back in the first round. So Barkley yeah, is six, I, I get six feet, two thirty four. Six feet two twenty. Oh, so he's a little smaller. All right. I mean, just based on he just carries himself like a bigger man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The difference isn't huge, but it's there. So, um, all right. Very interesting. Now, yeah. So you have a little internal debate on that one, and it's you can change your mind, coach. We still have time. But we still got time. Okay. Still have time. But I love this. I'm so glad we're finally talking about this. Well, free agency is going to kick off March fifteenth, um, and, and that's gonna that's gonna wait. be an absolute whirlwind. I got to interrupt you real quick. Josh Jacobs is officially tagged. Is he? Yep. I'm fine with that. Tag him. I don't. I didn't want them to give him a big deal, save that money for the defense, which we desperately need. So the only thing I'm worried about now is a holdout because he is driven by the money. We know this. So uh, I'm glad he's sticking around because he played great last year. But, you know, I think he's going to be motivated by the money again because he's either going to want an extension after the tag expires from us or he's going to want big time money from somebody else. And he said he wanted to stay with the Raiders because, you know, he got his Raiders tattoo and that's where he got drafted and all that. They gave him a shot. So, you know, pretty, pretty exciting times, man. So the news is just flowing. So probably when we end this podcast, something else crazy is going to happen. I mean, from the time the podcast started to end it is, um, you know, the Titans are shopping Derrick Henry. Frank Clark is getting cut and uh, Josh Jacobs got franchise tag. So, yeah. you know, this is this is bananas. So we'll have a free agency episode or something else going on real soon. But mm-hmm. um, you know, critique on our picks. Let us know who you guys like, and uh, we'll get at you soon. We took a two three weeks off, and we're back at it already. Yes, sir. Coach, any last words for the fans besides watch the SNL Travis Kelsey special? Yes. So I'm going to shout out to my boy Julian Raiders underscore three oh seven 
William Young Ocean. Fuck your team, bro. Oh, okay. And we'll close out the show with that. Draft season, baby. <laughs>